Hello. Hi. Can you hear Hi. me? Hi. Welcome to Call Me Crazy. Thank you. How are you today? I'm good. <laughs> I'm nervous, <laughs> but I'm ready. Would you like to introduce yourself? Okay. I don't say. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Hi. <laughs> I'm Alicia. Um, and I'm a little <laughs> <laughs> Okay, could you, I want to know a little bit more about you. So could you tell me a little bit about, like, what your childhood was like? Oh, yeah. Okay, so my childhood, I mean, it wasn't good. But, I mean, I had, like, people there that was with me that made it good. Like, my family, like, family-wise, it wasn't good. But, like, I don't know how to say, like, describe it. Like, I didn't, like, I grew up without a mom. Like, my mom left when I was little. So that really had an impact on us. And I came up here to live with my dad, and she did. And she was a druggie. She still is a druggie. So there's oh. that. Yeah. How is it, how was it like growing up with that, if you don't mind me asking? It was hard. Like, it was really hard, to be honest. Like, no one ever asked me this, but it was, like, hard sad like cried a lot um I forgave her after everything though even like because I'm I have bad credit because of her like <laughs> she was like our names and everything so and she used to like <laughs> yes it was bad but so, I'm thankful for my dad for coming in how did you bring yourself to being able to forgive her um, because, like, everybody around me, like, all the adults used to tell me, because I was really young, but I, I understood everything. And they always told me, like, oh, it's your mom, like, you're supposed to forgive her. And I was like, no, I don't forgive her at all. Because of what she did, she left me, and I was, like, going through things and other stuff. And I realized she's a person, too. She has feelings. And I try to understand, like, what people are going through. Like, I try to put myself in their shoes. And that that's why I did for her, even though I, I know it still was wrong, but, you know. Yeah. I just decided to forgive her because YOLO, like, why not? But it doesn't mean I I forgive what she did. Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. accepting, not accept, not accepting, but like forgiving the person, but not like excusing their actions. Yeah. Did you have any, do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have three. I have one brother and two sisters. Oh, wow. What was what was your relationship like growing up with them? Um, I wasn't really close with my well, we were close, but my sister Ani and my sister Jayla, them two were close, and it was me and my brother Adrian. We were close, and we we got split up. Me and my brother Adrian got split up in 2018 and moved up here from Ani and Jayla. They still lived down there with my, my grandma down there, and basically at that time we weren't really close. But now I'm closer to my um, sister Jayla. Because she's actually like here. For us, well, Ani, she was she moved out. She's doing her own thing, and yeah. So basically, we're pretty close with. I'm pretty close with my sisters, Ajela, and my brother Ajian, and that's pretty much it. That's good that you're still like close with them. Yeah. So growing up, did you have? I know there's a lot of people who have had like realizations of you know, I'm a person of color because of mm -hmm. a certain experience that's happened in their childhood. So growing mm -hmm. up, did you have a certain experience that made you realize, like, 
I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> yes, several times, several times. Like, because I remember, because I was like, I wasn't rich or like not even like had money because like I, I couldn't even afford lotion. It was that bad when I lived like with my mom. And I used to go to school and people used to tell me like, oh my God, you're changing colors, you're turning white, da, da, da. And I used to be like, what? Because I used to wear shorts. <laughs> I did not put on lotion. And I used to wear shorts and cowboy boots. And people used to tell me. And and then one time I got added um, on Snapchat and like a youth chat with these white people. And they were calling me the N with the hard R. And then I cried like a lot. <laughs> like, And I left the youth chat, but it still hurts. And I was like, dang, like I never experienced that before. And it hurt. Yeah. So, like, after that experience, how did you, like, how did you learn to, like, I don't know, like, kind of grow more into your identity? Um, I didn't really, like, because I hated the stereotypes. Because every time I used to walk in the stores, people used to, like, push my purse and do stuff like that. And I hated that. So I just started to smile more, be more nice. Like, my nana and my dad always told me, um, encounter people, always smile or say hello. So I started doing that and that pretty much helped. So people were like, oh, like, they're not that bad. You know, like when you walk past someone, you don't just keep walking. You have to like turn and wave or say like, good morning. Like, you know. Yeah. It's it, it's kind of hard, though, that you have to, you know, beat the stereotypes and be yeah. more outgoing and, mm-hmm. you know, more nice than a white person, you know. Do you think that's yeah. like affected you in any way having to kind of be more happy and going like outgoing because you don't get as much opportunities as white people honestly like I don't know I never really looked at it this way I just felt like everybody like everybody did this like like that's crazy that I can think about now that you say that like that's crazy like I didn't even think of it like that way at all So, growing up, I know we're talking a lot about growing up, but, you know, I want to learn more about you. Also, if you could hear my dogs barking, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. My my dog's sleep, finally. (laughs) (laughs) So, growing up, did you feel pressure to look and act a certain way as a Black girl? And was it more of trying to fit in with, like, the Black stereotype mm-hmm. or the white stereotype mm-hmm. um i didn't really um like experience that until like we'll do that until like middle school to be honest and that's when i fit in with the black group <laughs> like i tried i fit i fit i fit it into my stereotype but i hung around like a lot of like non-black people who were like ghetto you know yeah so but i i was a stereotypical black person in middle school <laughs> And then so I grew up and like I feel like quarantine helped me um with that because during quarantine I got to experience like who I am and actually learned more about myself. And then I realized I was like, this is not me. I don't like I don't do this. I don't not meet the people for no reason. Like I'm not this type of black person. Like this is not me. I don't know why I'm fitting into like stereotypes. Yeah. I know what you mean. I feel like I um because I'm mixed, I feel like when I was younger, I didn't really understand like I knew that my dad was black and I knew that I was Mm -hmm. like part black but I never really like connected the idea that you know I that's a part of me you know so like growing up I feel like 
I used to sway back and forth and like this is so cliche because it's like a lot of people my color mm-hmm. say this but it's like being a mix of like two different like groups of people and like mm-hmm. kind of having to code switch so yeah. what like what experience have you had like having to code switch like have you done it or are you just always like the same person through and through like now or like back then both (laughs) like back then I I did like switch on and off but that was only like with my my family like my family knew how to act that way so I would come home and act like how I used to act and then go to school act like completely different and I hated it. I was honestly miserable because I feel like when you're miserable, like you, you do those type of things. Like you talk about people because you're um, pro- pro- projecting on them because like, you know, and I feel like that's what I did a lot in middle school and I regret it. But yeah, and now I, I don't do that at all. I completely myself and I make sure people know, like, that's why I'm so co- comfortable, like talking about like anything, like, because I, I want to share like my life. Yeah, that's good. I'm very proud of you. How oh, have you. you? How are you able to make the switch of you know kind of being toxic and talking about people, and mm-hmm. then going to this, this yeah. this new version of yourself? How were you able to make that switch? It was honestly the people I hung around. Like the people I hung around. Like it wasn't it. Like sticking out twenty five eight, doing this, doing that, like being bad, stealing, like yeah. The people I hung out with, I feel like it was the crowd I hung out with. Cause after like again quarantine happened, I I was alone, and then I was finally like, oh man, like I don't have nobody with me, and I realized like if nobody has my back now, then who's gonna have me in the future? And they only came to me when they needed stuff, and I didn't like that. So I be I basically turned against my not against myself, but like against them. And focus on myself more and find out who I was. And that, that was not me at all. Good for you. And so you said during quarantine that you, you like, what, like separated yourself from that friend group? Yeah. So did you, like, have other friends during quarantine or were you, like, isolated? No, I was completely isolated until I um, started talking to my my friend, um, RSLE. We're friends since... Um, fifth grade and then we we slowly became best friends in like 2021 and we still are to this day she's like my bestie my right hand man but she goes to talk with so Mm. yeah so how would you how would you say that you know dropping those friends affected you because you know regardless of if it's it is toxic friendships it Mm -hmm. is still hard to like you know leave a relationship or a friendship like that yeah it was like I mean I was sad because I was like my friends like but then again they weren't technically my real friends because they weren't there for me they only came to me when they needed stuff so I would I would, I would like moan around and be sad and whatnot but then I would come to my senses and be like no Alicia, you don't deserve to be treated that way like no and I, I like knew my worth so and I know they didn't deserve me and I knew I didn't want to go down that path and be like one of those bad kids and I'm happy in the place I'm at now like I'm at peace good for you now do you have like a certain like steps that you go through when you are trying to end a friendship that's like not working 
honestly, I just distance myself. And then if, like, they just start problems out of nowhere, that's on them. I'm just like, okay, because I distance myself, I didn't do anything, and that's all on you. And people, like, they know what they do. That's where they start problems. Yeah. Like, so, so yeah. You, like, I so you distance yourself, and that, yeah. like, m- makes them think, like, oh, maybe I did something? Mm-hmm. And then if, if they do, like, come, come to me and talk to me about it. And I'll talk to them. I'll be like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm distancing from you because I don't like how you did this and the other. Well, it, it depends on what they do, actually. Because if they do some like, grimy stuff, then I'll be like, hey, I'm hearing this. And I just want to, like, like confront, confront you about it. Like, what's going on? But if it's just, like, some snake stuff, yeah, I'm distancing myself because I don't need that. Yeah, good. That's very good. What? What factors, say somebody is in a similar situation that you have been in in the past, what factors should they consider in a friendship that they might need to cut that person out or distance themselves? Um, if they only text you, like, when they need something, or say that if, um, like, you guys want to, like, like it, how do I say this? Like, hanging out wise, so like, they're home hanging out, whatever, and then they're just like, oh, you want to hang out because da-da-da wants you to come. Like, what do you mean? Like, you don't want me to be there for you? Like, you don't want me to come? And especially, like, when you're, um, what's it called? Especially when you've, been, when you've been around for so long and then they just want to switch up when, like, someone new comes around or when they switch up and anybody comes around. I That's what I hate. Like, no, you're not supposed to switch up on your on your friends, especially on people you barely know. Yeah. I feel like it could be really hard being in a friendship where, Because I know me personally, when they get, like, a boyfriend or they just, like, have some new friends, they start, Mm -hmm. like, kind of, you know, shit-talking me in front of them to, like, make themselves feel better. Mm -hmm. Have you had, like, an experience like that? Like, with my friends? Yeah. Like, oh, yes, yes. Like, with, sorry, my dog. But, like, other, um, say that if, like, a dude comes around and they start acting like, oh, you did this and da-da-da, you're nasty. Like, yeah. That happened to me before and I didn't like it. Like I hated it. And I confronted them about it and they still did it. So I dissed myself once again. And they wanted to know, oh my God, why aren't we friends anymore? Like, because they know what they did. So so like the steps to ending a friendship like that would be to distance yourself and then to confront. Yes. Like basically if things go down, because if you distance yourself from like toxic some toxic people, they'll distance themselves back because they know what they did. But if you just yourself with someone and then they like start problems with you, we're like, oh my God, why are you doing this? And like, you're weird, da da da. That's how you know they weren't your friends to begin with. And like, yeah. you didn't need them around. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of the times you could still distance yourself from someone, but not like, like stop being their friend. I feel like yeah. sometimes it's like there's no bad blood. It's just mm-hmm. you don't fit like what I need in my life right now. Yeah, basically. So I love, I love your style. I love how you do your hair. I love your outfits. I I think that they are very unique. What would you say is like your biggest inspiration to the way you dress? Honestly, I don't know because I never dressed like this before. It's just like the clothes I have. So I just like grab random clothes and I'm like, oh, this will look good. This will look good together. Like I don't really like, I've never seen anyone, like, you know, I see, like, people with, like, similar outfits. I basically just combine, like, random things together, and if I like it, I like it. Because I like fashion, personally. Like, I love it. 
<laughs> like, I don't know. Did you, like, how did you go about dressing this way? Like, did you always, did you always have, like, this sense of style? Or was it something that you kind of cultivated as you grew up? Yeah, I did not have a sense of style at all. My style was trash, <laughs> like, back then. But, like, again, once I found myself, I kind of found my style. And the clothes kind of came to me. And my aunt, she was at a thrift store in Highland. So she used to bring down um, clothes for me. And I used to be like, oh, this is cute. Like, it's giving back then. And I grew, I grew up with my grandparents and everything. So we, we, I've been surrounded by, by all this. So, like, that's how, and especially that type of clothing my nana has and like my grandpa. So I just wear it, and I'm just like, oh, can I wear this? I think it's cute. Like, so it's like it grew, like it's it kind of like happened when you were younger, and it like grew into what it is now. Yeah, like I, I didn't fully that. like like grow into it until like probably quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> so I. I love your hair. I I love your locks. When you. did you decide to lock your hair? Um, actually, I did not decide it. I didn't want my hair to be locked, to be honest, because I thought that was for boys. And I was little. I was in like third grade. And um, the reason why my mom locked it was because I used to have braids in my hair all the time. My mom used to leave it in there for months, like months, like eight months, like. My hair would fall out every time my braid would fall out. So I used to have, like, bald patches on my hair. And I had thick hair, too. I used to have, like, bald patches or whatever. And my dad did not like that. And he was just like, no, like, my daughter is not going to be walking around bald-headed like this or dressing her hair. I fight it. I did not want to do it. I almost laid down my dread so many times. And, yeah, and I'm so thankful I did not because as I, like, grow, I feel like they store, like, memories. I know that sounds weird, but I feel like they store, like, memories, like, because yeah. I've been through it all. And my hair is just very, like, it comforts me. Like, that sounds weird, but, like... No, yeah, it makes sense, because it's, like, a part of yeah. who you are. Yeah, basically. Was it, like, when did you decide, like, okay, I love my hair, like, this is me, I'm sticking with this? Um, honestly, it was when I started getting compliments in public, and my family, like, they're really supportive. They're, like, oh, my God, I love you, locks. Like, you have a full set of locks. I want them, like, it was because my family and people like when I used to go out, they was like, "Oh my god, I love your hair!" Like, like who who does your hair? That was always my dad. My dad always retwisted my hair. He had different designs, and I like it. And and um, I thought that you could only do one style with them, but once my hair got longer and actually was like stylable, I love styling it. Yeah, and that's my what I noticed. Yeah, <laughs> like I love it. I love the one the style with the buns in the back. I think that is so cute. Oh, thank you. Welcome. Have you seen on TikTok and probably Instagram now too, um, the white girls that are selling lock jewelry and calling it hair trinkets? (laughs) (laughs) Not not hair trinkets. (laughs) What do you think about, what do you think about like people stealing parts of your culture like that and rebranding it honestly it would have been better if like they said what it actually was and it's like oh yeah i'm using it and for locks and using for my hair that would have been better but stealing it it's a giving like columbus coming to america like yeah, no like <laughs> like no why are they doing that like yeah. that is not okay they always still shut up <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so I have a little game that I want to play. You said that you are really into fashion, right? And, you know, I like your style is amazing. I want you to pick a person or character whose style you find interesting or unique. It could be a celebrity, a historical figure, a fictional Mm -hmm. character, or like an iconic fashion icon. And then I want you to describe your own style, like just give us a gist of it. And then I want you to imagine how their, imagine how your style would change if you were to like adopt the person's style mm-hmm. that you picked. Mm-hmm. And okay. you could you could describe like specific clothing choices, accessories, overall aesthetic, like. Okay any of that okay my person is Aaliyah Kaur um, I, I knew I love... you were gonna say that <laughs> I love her like I love her and I love her fashion so much and I feel like our like it's similar but hers is more like revealing and mine I'm not there yet I'm still like uh, like underage so yeah but once once I get there I'll trust like I feel like I honestly like like her style because like she's a black girl like she's like she's like re- representing me and weird style like that so I personally like it and my style is like I don't know I feel like it's her version but like more clean and like with like pants and like like um jumpsuits and stuff like that yeah so like a more like teenager like yeah, yeah like okay so what pieces of like her style would you take and like style for yourself i take the moon boots um her mm-hmm. mini skirt and like the, the the double belt layers and like mm-hmm. the um the one arm sleeve thing um what else the her shirts are so cute i love them and I love she styles them and her outfits are just amazing <laughs> like i love them I would honestly take her old fit, but just add a little bit of me. And I feel like the little bit of me is, like, my hairstyle and, yeah. um, like, the color of my outfit. Because I like, like, a I lot of colors. Also, like, your your Medusa piercing. I, I feel like that oh. is so you. Like, oh, thank you. I love that. It, it It's really, like, so you, you know? Mm, yeah. Okay, so um, I want you to, like, describe an outfit now. And then tell okay. me where you would wear that outfit. Like, so you mentioned that you would have her moon boots and mm-hmm. her arm sleeves and the double belts and the mini skirt. Mm-hmm. And then you would incorporate some sort of yourself in there with the hairstyle. Yeah. So mm-hmm. where would you wear that to? Honestly, I'd wear that to like Coachella parties, like, mm-hmm. you know, like nothing like, too like pro- professional wise because you know I-, I don't want people seeing me like that way and assuming things because yeah. I-, I know how to, like when it comes to professional I know how to like pull myself together and I know yeah so I basically wear it out to like for a fun night out or just hanging out with friends or yeah not to work I- definitely not to work or anything like that <laughs> how do you I know me personally I kind of um I don't I wouldn't say suffer, but I kind of have a problem with like confidence and really wearing what I would like to wear. So how Mm -hmm. do you 
like kind of have the confidence to put these outfits together and wear what you want and just be like, I'm here. Look at me. Like I'm amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I had zero confidence. Like I had none because like, again, during quarantine, I got like a little bigger and I got like so insecure. I went through like an eating disorder and everything. And that did not help at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but after that, like that's when I met my, my boyfriend, actually, that's when I met him. And I told him about it and everything. And then he helped me out. And, like, I, like, gained confidence because I was, like, you fake it till you make it. So I faked it. And then I told myself every day in the mirror, like, you're beautiful today. You look good. You know, I don't care what people say. Like, they're, they're always going to talk. Like, I always talk to myself, even at school. Like, when I catch myself, like, covering myself, I'm like, no, Elijah, you got this. You worked for this. You worked out for this. Like, you, you got it. Like, come on. There's nothing to hide. Yeah. Like, and honestly, if people want to talk, that's on them because they're self-reflecting. Like, they're mad. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. How was it like coming out of quarantine, feeling insecure about yourself, and then going back to school? Honestly, it was sad because that's when I went to my eating disorder, and it was so sad. And, like, all I wore was, like, baggy. I feel like that's also how, like, my style looky started. Because I started wearing, like, a lot of, like, baggy stuff. A lot of baggy stuff. Like, shirts, pants, jackets. I wore jackets every day. I never went to school without a jacket. Like, I was so, like, insecure. Like, I could not leave without this green jacket I wore every day. Freshman year. I have one of those. I used to wear this same, like... Vans hoodie every single day in like a hundred mm-hmm. degree weather because yes, I was like, so insecure about myself. Mm-hmm. Like I hated those times. So you mentioned that you met your boyfriend freshman year. So how mm-hmm. how long have you guys been together? Um, for a year and five months. A year and five months. How did you yeah. guys meet? Um, we met. Well, through his neighbor, Eileen. So technically, I was at Starbucks with my friend. Um, and we were sitting there, and we seen him feeding. And I was like, oh, he's cute. <laughs> he's really cute. And he was doing his tricks or whatever. And um, I was, I was, and Eileen started walking out. And then me, me and my friend were like, oh, my God, I want him. I want him. I want him. I joked. It was a joke. And then that's when she actually told him, and then he said that he wanted like to um, talk to me because like we were kind of m- mutual on Instagram. We were in group chats together. Mm-hmm. Um, I messaged together like group chats, and we didn't really know each other like that, but like like we knew of each other. Yeah. And I really liked that. And then that's when um we started talking during um Easter actually, and then that Monday, um that was the first time like I like talked to him. And it was fun. That was like the first time I, I met him was the first time he walked me home. <laughs> like oh, we walked wow. home together. Yes. For that whole week, we walked home together and we talked and like we got to know each other a lot. I was like, that helped. And we were friends for like a month before he asked me out. So what was like a major thing that you like kind of had to go through in this relationship in order for it to become like just a talking stage to a relationship mm-hmm. so Honestly, like who made like the first move like i feel like it was mutual mm-hmm. because like i don't know because we flirted a lot <laughs> like mm-hmm. a lot 
And I feel like we we're both attracted to each other, and we we're like shared on each other. And then who made like the first like officially? Like it was me, but after like we got together, because he thought I was innocent <laughs> and I was wee and like all like ooh, but no, <laughs> far from it. <laughs> and so we tried to take things like really, really slow, and I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so. How has it been being in like a long relationship at such a young age? Like, how has it affected you as a person? Honestly, like at first, I was like, "Oh my god, like, I'm gonna sound so much. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do that. Like, I can't like go out like without him. Like, da da da." But it was far from that. Like, my relationship was like, he's my best friend. Like. He acts exactly like a best friend and like a boyfriend in one. And I love that. I feel like everybody should find their best friend and boyfriend in one. That is so sweet. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time people kind of self-sabotage and Mm -hmm. like don't enter relationships because they're like, wait, like, I'm not going to be able to go out anymore. I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. But it's like, eventually, don't you just want to kind of slow down and like have that type of relationship with someone? Mm-hmm. how has it like how have you guys kept like the I, I don't know how to say it like how have you kept your relationship going for so long like what, Honestly, what do you what do you guys do like for fun and entertainment um so for fun like well what I what I did what we, we did keep the relationship going is we talked like about our feelings at first it was hard at first but we talked through that and communication is really key like you have to talk about anything what's bothering you what's going on in your life like updates you have to talk about like, anything because if not that could really like push your relationship back and like you're at the top and no you're at the bottom and they're at the top and they're just like what's going on with you what's going on you always have to communicate and talk and for fun um, we like hang out, go to the park. He comes over. Um, him, him and my brother are practically best friends. Like That's they're always sweet. hanging out. They're always together. My dad loves him. My dad just bought him um, part of his Halloween costume today. Oh. And yeah, like my family really loves him because like he's the only like boy I actually brought around and actually like showed my this side of me, like my life. And he actually accepted me for me. So I like that. And I was like, and I was scared to come in at first. Like, but I changed for him because he actually showed me, like, love. And I never felt that before because, like, my, my background and everything, like, my childhood and all that, I didn't feel, like, that type of love. And once yeah. I did, I was just, like, I, I love you. I'm obsessed. Like, <laughs> yeah. That like, is so I, I sweet. What, what advice would you say to the people listening that are just, like, kind of talk in talking stages and like don't really know what they want and like Mm -hmm. these guys are kind of like not giving them what they deserve and they're just kind of like settling for that so what would you say for the people that settle for the bare minimum I say know your worth you need to know your worth before you get into a relationship because girl or boy you are a prize (laughs) like act like you're a prize like you are it like they they're coming for you they want you like don't chase attracts like yeah and actually get someone who actually likes you like you 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 will know once that person comes around don't just get someone because they're there and you can't find anybody wait that's what i did like i waited like no matter what i waited 
I waited and waited, and now look, I'm in a relationship. Yeah, so it's like you kind of have to see yourself as, like, well, you have to know your worth, obviously, but yeah. you have to go through, like, a whole healing process and knowing who you are before you can yeah. get in a relationship. Yeah, basically, yeah. Like, you kind of jump into a relationship, and, like, you have, like, no self-confidence, like, no anything. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to jump into this relationship and act like everything's fine. No. Like, and make sure, like, your your mental health is good, too. At least okay. Because if not, you're going to have a hard relationship, honestly. Yeah. So, do you believe in astrology? Yeah, of course. So, what's your sign? Cancer. So, you're a cancer. Are you, are your guys' signs compatible astrology-wise? Yeah, we are. Really? So even if your guys' signs weren't compatible, do you think that would, like, make you think differently or anything? If he still acted the same and did everything he's doing now? No, of course not. No, no. I feel like sometimes I, like, if I know someone's sign, I, like... Like, let's say it's a Leo, because I don't like, like, Leos. No shade mm-hmm. to any Leo listening, but I don't like Leos. So mm-hmm. if I am, like, having a good time with someone and, like, we're talking and then I find out they're a Leo, all of a sudden I'm <laughs> looking for everything bad about them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, get me away from this. So mm-hmm. you would say, like, you you don't have a problem with that? Like, even if he was a bad sign, quote unquote? No, like, if he treated me bad. Yeah. then yes and if he showed like that badness of course i'm gonna be like i don't like to like i don't like this and i don't think i'm gonna be able to continue this relationship because no do you in your relationship do you guys require like each other's location or is it just yeah. like hmm. no so yeah and, like like we don't require it but like but, i, like, I share everything like... with him it's like on it's not like a must yeah. have but it's like of course. okay like you know where i am mm-hmm. yeah has yeah, there any been like has that. there ever been any like like where you at like blah, blah, blah. like have you ever like been like obsessed like that like over where no. he is or anything like that honestly no because he always tells me like we always tell each other where we're going what we're doing and like you know we, and we don't lie to each other because why why are you lying to someone that's supposed to be there and support you? I feel like that's a lot of, like, this generation's problems. It's, like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to have the location on, but it's, like, it's, like, you know, why not, you know? Like, yeah, and it's, like, why are you going to lie about where you're going mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship with this person? Exactly. So you guys have always had, like, more of an open and honest, like, open and honest communication in your relationship? Like, there's never been, no. like, problems like that? No, not like that. But we never had, like, in the beginning, it was hard. Because for me, I didn't know nothing about being in relationships. Like, I didn't know anything. Like, this is my first, like, actual real relationship. And, like, of course, like, the things I did, he, he would get, like, not mad. But he'd be like, oh, why'd you do that? Like, I didn't like that. And then I, I didn't communicate at first. And so he was like, yo, communication is key. Like, we have to communicate. Come on. And then I was like, oh, I get like, oh, okay. Like, he, like, helped me along the way, basically. Like, he, like, filled me in, like, relationship stuff and, like, communication-wise and all that. So I appreciate him for that. Wow. Because I know that, most that's people so sweet. That's, like, a, 
you know, like you guys both wanted it. So yeah, you guys made it healthier and you made it better. Mm-hmm. And it's Definitely. amazing now. And I'm mm-hmm. so proud for you. I'm like so happy for you guys. Thank you. Do you believe in like karma? Honestly, yes. What goes around comes around. Could you give me an instance where like karma has either affected you positive or negatively or affected somebody else that you know positive or negatively? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, yes, because like positively, um, one day like no, I could, when I was younger, I always helped the homeless people always, like regardless, even though my family my family told me not to, they're like, No, don't do that, like mm-hmm. they're gonna buy an drugs. I always did. And then one day, like in my life, I walked into Winko and I found sixty dollars on the floor. And I was happy. And then I asked my sister because it was not there when we showed up. And I was like, is this yours? And she was like, no. And there was no one in line. It was at night. And then I was like, where'd this money just come from? And of course, like I asked the, the um, cashier. She said it wasn't hers. So we just kept it. Well, I kept it. And I was so thankful. And ever since then, like being nice comes a long way. Being mean takes time. Like frowning your face is not it. Just smile and be nice. Like yeah. what goes around comes around. Yeah. What I you feel put like- out. I used to be like freshman year when I was like at my lowest, like mentally, physically, like I was, I, I wasn't like rude, but it was just like, I didn't feel the need to be nice or kind or like go out of my way for yeah. anything until mm-hmm. I like really healed. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. like, let me be like nice. Like, let me go out of my way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel you. And I feel like. I remember this one time last year, I was having like such a bad week and I think it was like, it, it was probably like the last week of school and mm-hmm. I was starting my job and I was ending the podcast the first season and I was just mm-hmm. so stressed out and I'm walking into school and I have my laptop in my hand, my Starbucks, my phone, and I'm walking and I go to put my Chromebook in my backpack and I drop my Chromebook and I drop my drink <gasps> and I was no. literally about to start crying. And then you came up behind me and you picked up my Chromebook and my drink and you were like, here you go. Like, have a nice day. Like, I love, oh my God, I was so sad. Oh, like, yeah. I literally started crying about that afterward because I was like, uh... it was so like, it was such a hard moment because mm-hmm. it wasn't just the fact that I dropped something like that's not that deep but it was the fact that like you know you stopped and you helped me because yeah, I feel like hard. a lot of a lot of people these days like even if you do know the person they kind of just look the other way if they're struggling yeah and I feel like mm-hmm. a big thing is you need to be going out of your way for these people you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like yeah. it's never gonna hurt you like in any way shape or form yeah so I have I have a little question off topic. Would you consider yourself to be a girl's girl? Yeah, like, so honestly, what is, yes. I don't really know. Like, what does that term, like, really mean? To me, I feel like that means, like, girl code. Like, if even if I don't know you and you're, like, if, if, if I see, like, blood on you, I'm going to come up to you whisper, like, hey, you have something, like, here's a pad and whatnot. I carry different sides of pads in my backpack. I have everything you need. Like, I have anything, like, for periods, anything. Like, even random people would be like, oh, you have a pad? I'd be like, sure. And, like, I would, like, give it to them. I feel like that's, like, what that is. Like, helping them out. Like, say that's, like, um, one time, actually, last year, one of my um friends, 
um, friend, well, sister, was um, going through something, like, toxic with her boyfriend. And I didn't even know her at all, but I stood up for her. Like, and I was there, and I was like, hey, like, you need to go. Like, what's going on? Like, and even though we know her, I was like, she's going through something, and she needs help. But I I obviously see, like, her face and, like, everything. Like, and how her, her reaction to the to the situation was, I didn't like it. And I was like, no, she needs help. But even if I don't, I'm, I'm always going to help. Even if I don't like you. The people I don't like, I still help. Like, because, like, that's not me, though, to hold, like, to hold that like against this? you. Like, yeah, basically. I don't hold no burden against nobody, honestly. I feel like I have, like, a situation where I have stopped being friends with someone, like, for... Mm-hmm almost five years ago and they are like still bringing up stuff and like kind of like spreading false rumors around and I have tried to reconcile it I have tried to be nice and they Mm -hmm. just like don't like they just like still talk shit like they still do this and I just feel like how could you not like want to move past that Mm -hmm. have you ever been in a situation where you didn't want to move past something and make it better for yourself? Yeah, like, but then you have to think, like, because I've seen, like, a lot of death in my life, so I was, like, when I, I go, like, when I get angry, because I have, like, bad anger, when I get angry, I try to think, like, is it something worth to get angry for? Is it, like, why? Like, and I sit down, I think, and I'm, like, why? Why am I doing this? Like, why? I always think a lot, and I think, like, a lot. Like, a lot. And I feel like that's good. Because, like, I always think, like, everything I do. And, yeah, basically. So. What type of, like, coping mechanisms do you use when you get, like, frustrated or mad? Um, I honestly just, like, breathe in, breathe out, close my eyes, breathe in, breathe out. I try to calm myself down. I talk to myself, like, out loud like this. I talk to myself physically. And I'm just like, Elijah, you're good. Elijah, you're okay. Elijah, come on. Come on, Elijah. You can get through this. Like, you know, I talk to myself in like the third person. I'm like, come on, Elijah, you got this. Like, come on, we're good. We're good. You've been doing good so so long now. Don't ruin it now. Come on. Like, I motivate myself a lot. Because if you don't motivate yourself, then who will? Because you can't rely on other people to, mo- to motivate you and like make you happier. You have to do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is such, that is so like, that is so <laughs> inspirational. Do yeah. you, are you in therapy at all? Um, Actually, yes. I've been in therapy since freshman year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I, I could just like, wow, like I, I feel it. Like, I feel like talking to you is so like easy and like, mm-hmm. it's, there's no like animosity there. You know what I mean? I feel like even when I'm trying to talk to like somebody that I've known for a little bit it's Mm kind of like a why are you saying this why are you doing this like I like I feel judged in a sense you Mm -hmm. know what I mean Mm -hmm. like honestly I don't judge people because I've been judged before and assumptions made and I don't like that honestly and I want to again I put myself in people's shoes like I always do I always like what if I was in that position? What would I do? How would I feel? So I cut, I cut people with those slacks sometimes. And I'm just like, I understand what you're going through. But you can't be doing that all the time. Hey. Wait. Yesterday was Thursday. Nana, I'm I'm doing something. Okay. Yesterday was Thursday. Yesterday was Thursday. Sorry. No worries. 
All right. I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate, you know, conversating with you. I loved Mm -hmm. this episode. And is there anything else that you would like to say? Um, Honestly, for the people watching or listening, love yourself. And, like, always hype yourself up no matter what. No matter if you're crying, like, just wipe your tears. Like, actually cry. Let it out once. But don't cry over that same topic again. Just let it go. You only live once and don't hold grudges. Period. Would you like to plug any socials before you leave? I'm all okay. All right. Thank you so much (laughs) once again for coming on my podcast. And I hope to see you again in the future. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.